Sabres versus Jets. I think the first time this season. We'll preview it. And also, a look at a name that has come up in trade rumors. And I think it kind of makes sense for the Sabres. We'll get into some trade talk when we get going here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Just realizing now, as I look around my desk, I did not bring my water bottle down. So hopefully my voice holds up for the next 20 to 25 minutes or else we're going to have some problems here. Uh, I'm not good at editing either. So little peek behind the curtain here. 99% of the shows I do are one take all the way through. Just pretend it's a radio show. You're on the air and you can't go back and edit it. Um, so hopefully my voice makes it through. Should be good. We'll see. Uh, at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter. At Lockdown Sabres to follow the podcast account. And you can check us out on YouTube if you're not watching the show already there. You can watch the show. Drop a comment in there. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you may be listening or watching. Just go to YouTube, search Lockdown Sabres. Easiest way to get a hold of us there. We got a preview of the Sabres Jets game for Thursday night coming your way on today's show. And some trade talk. Ivan Provorov. Okay. A name you probably know. Maybe you're not super familiar with. If you're a hardcore hockey fan, you probably know all about him. His name is in trade rumors, and I think it might make a little bit of sense for the Sabres. We'll get into that a little bit later on here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Uh, we got to start, though, with this game on Thursday night between the Sabres and the Jets. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm thinking that this is one of the tougher opponents the Sabres have on their schedule of the week. Seattle is a good team. The Flyers are not, though. Nashville is not that great a team. Winnipeg, they're good. But I'll get into them a little bit more, why they're good, why they are where they are in the standings. They are in a playoff spot. I think it's very reliant on one specific individual. So that's coming up. Uh, Kind of talking about the Jets themselves. But some news on the Sabres and their lineup for Thursday night. Don Granato meeting with the media on Thursday morning. The plan is is for Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka to miss this game again as healthy scratches against Winnipeg and then play on Saturday against the Nashville Predators in Nashville. In fact, Quinn, it's only a paper transaction. I don't think he's actually going to Rochester, but he has been sent down to the Rochester Americans. So Quinn sent down paper transaction, creating room for Lukanen to come up who, by the way, will be starting in this game on Thursday night for the Sabres. And it is a big one in the standings. They cannot afford to have three or more game losing streaks the rest of the way. They already already blew their margin of error when they had an eight-game losing streak earlier in the season when Matias Samuelson missed all those games. You can't afford any more losing streaks. One or two mixed in here, that's going to happen. But a three-game losing streak, and then you're going on the road to play Nashville, some important games next week. You want some momentum built up into that. You want to make up some some uh, some of the gap in the standings before you play these teams again. The Islanders coming up on Ryan Miller night. Um, 
And Pittsburgh right now has lengthened that gap to six points. Sabres with only one game in hand, which is fine. That's an 88-point pace. That means you're probably in the race until the final month of the season. That's an improvement. I think Sabre fans would have signed on the dotted line for that at the start of the season. But the bar has been raised a little bit because we see how capable this team is at times. They're not whole, right? They are missing uh, some defensemen on their third pair that would really help them. Um, that might not even be on the roster right now. And they are missing that franchise goaltender. Still, maybe Lukanen is able to give them that the rest of the way. Maybe Comrie is, but they don't have a guy they can count on for that, I would say, at this point and time. Lukanen gets the start, though. He's back. He had the flu. That's why he didn't play on Tuesday. Um, so hopefully he gets back in the win column. Especially since I don't know how much leeway the Sabres are going to give him. He's played great, you know, for the last dozen games or so, um, in which he's played, what, seven of them, seven or eight of them. Lukanen has the highest potential and the highest ceiling of these guys. The Sabres' best possible season involves Lukanen showing up and continuing to play the way he's played in his last seven or eight starts. Uh, Maybe it's a little less than that, six, five or six starts. That's got to continue. Would they send him down after one bad game? Like, I want to know what that number is. How many games that he kind of falls off before the Sabres would send him down? Is the number one? Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? I'd like the number to be, I mean, I'm not sure I would care what the number is. My number might be 10 uh, for that, but I think the Sabres might be smaller than that. Maybe it's two or three before they would consider sending him down. And what the other goaltenders do will affect that as well, whether Comrie gets into form coming back from an injury, whether Anderson keeps playing the way he's playing as well. So Sabres lineup for tonight should look the same as Tuesday night. Uh, Line combinations look the same. Um, I don't like that Dylan Cousins, Vinahino Stroza, and uh, and who the heck, uh, Rasmus Asplin. I did not like that line on Tuesday against Seattle. I think Cousins was dragging that line uh, a lot. and the other lines, yeah, Jost, Olofsson, Middlestat remains the same. Now, they've played good. I've been liking their game together. Middlestat, in particular, has been awesome. I wonder if a little of that is Jost, as a more natural center, has taken on a bit of that responsibility. And Middlestat has been a little bit more freed up to focus on the offensive end of his game, not necessarily as much the defensive zone. Krebs, Oposo, Gergensen remains a line. Defense pairings the same. Power, Yoki Haru, Donnelly, Samuelson, Labushkin, and Bryson. Clegg and Paterka were the extras. Uh, Bryson goes in for Clegg in the lineup. So that's what you're looking at for the Sabres. We'll take a timeout when we come back. What's going on with Winnipeg? Where they're in the standings, what their season is like. I think they have a very clear-cut uh, Vesna uh candidate and maybe MVP candidate, Connor Hellebuck dragging that team. We'll talk more about Winnipeg when we come back. And we'll also do a betting preview when we come back of this game. And when we do that, the odds we give you, all the information we give you, the the trends and whatnot, that's all going to come from betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, pro football, college bowl season, although that's wrapped up now to more college basketball is what I should say. You got the NBA as well. They got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. I was listening to one of their podcasts the other day. They were talking about the PGA Tour season. PGA Tour is back in action. They're playing in Hawaii. 
So you can bet on some golf if you want, or you just want to look up the odds and see, okay, I'm going to watch this tournament. Who's the favorite? Who's most likely to win this tournament? Where should I uh, be thinking my uh, expectations are? They're the fastest, easiest way to get all your betting information. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Savers podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. The Winnipeg Jets are in town to face the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, The Sabres' first or only meeting in Buffalo against Winnipeg this season. I told you that it'll be Ukapeka Lukanen for the Sabres in goal. He will be facing off against Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck is the best player on the Jets. They very much remind me of... The post-Drury Briere Sabres, right after. Pretty good players. You know, Blake Wheeler is pretty good. Thomas Vanek was pretty good. Mark Scheifele is pretty good. Jason Pominville was pretty good. Blake Wheeler was pretty good. Drew Stafford was pretty good. But they don't have that superstar core. They don't have that, that scoring talent up front, nor... Do they have the talent on their blue line? It's that's been one of their weakest points um, going back years now. Uh, Winnipeg is everyone's always expecting them to overhaul their their blue line, and they really, they really haven't. Now, one player that has emerged from them as a legitimate top pair defenseman is Josh Morrissey. Josh Morrissey has been fantastic uh, for uh, Winnipeg this season. Um, he is sitting on, I have my fantasy team, so I actually should know this. He is already at 46 points in 41 games. <laughs> I mean, his career high before this year was 37. He had 37 last year and just boom at 27 years old. There's this massive jump to 46 points. And he's always kind of played this amount of minutes. It's not like his utilization has gone up. He's at 23 minutes, 19 seconds, 23 minutes, 40 seconds last year. He's actually gone down from each of the last two years. So Morrissey has emerged as a potential uh, Norris nominee. I don't think he's in the running to win the Norris. He's behind Eric Carlson. He's behind Kel McCarr. He's behind Rasmus Dahlin. Maybe he could sneak his way uh, near that top three, though. So Morrissey's great. Dylan DeMello, um, Neil Pionk, uh, Dylan, uh, Nate Schmidt, just not a very inspiring blue line. Um, But Morrissey is a stud. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, by the way, I should mention another good forward they have. They just don't have the superstar forwards. They are, to me, like the Ryan Miller-led Sabres, the 2010 Sabres that won from the net out. That's how Winnipeg is built. They're built from the net out. I understand it, though. Hellebuck, he might be the most consistent goalie in hockey in the last five years. This year, fourth in the NHL in five-on-five save percentage, fifth in the NHL in goal saved above expected. He's dynamite. He's amazing. He's the gold standard when it comes to goaltenders in the league. And he is, again, in a league where goalies kind of go, they rise and fall. That guy's a Vesna candidate one year, and then he falls, and he's more of an average guy the next year. Vesna candidate, average. Like, that happens all the time. Hellebuck, year to year to year to year, has just been an elite goaltender. Last year was a bit of a down uh, year for him, but... Otherwise, the the rest of those years in the last five seasons, he has been that good. Uh, so Hellebuck in that tonight against Winnipeg is a challenge, and it'll be one of the bigger challenges for the Sabres. Now, that actually leads me, though, to our betting preview for tonight's game as we head over to our partners at betonline.net. And the Sabres are uh, 
an underdog in this game at home at plus 118. So a very, very slight underdog uh, to the Winnipeg Jets. You see it there on our YouTube channel, uh, plus 118 for the Sabres. The over-under in this game is 6.5 with minus 117 being on the over. Uh, what else are we looking at here? A puck line plus a goal and a half for the Sabres at minus 215. Uh, my bet of the night, though, is a prop bet. My bet of the night is Connor Hellebuck at over 29 saves. In fact, I want to boost that to 31 and give, me some self, uh, give myself some plus odds on that front. The Sabres average... 32.1 shots per game. And Winnipeg, despite the fact that they give up very few goals, that's very Hellebuck reliant. They've actually given up, of all the playoff teams, East and West, Winnipeg has given up the second fewest goals in the NHL. Only Boston, among teams that are in a playoff spot, have given up fewer goals. That has a lot to do, though, with Hellebuck. They do give up chances. In fact, Winnipeg, in terms of shot attempts allowed per game, right down the middle, 16th in the NHL. They are a middle-of-the-pack defensive team. They're a good defensive team in terms of their forwards. They're missing some pieces, or they don't have necessarily all the talent in the world on the blue line. The goalie is what carries them through. So over 29 saves is my bet of the night for Connor Hellebuck. I think the Sabres are going to get their shots. They they get 30 or more shots more often than they don't. Um, and I think they could get their goals, of course. But Halibut is that talented that I think he could keep the Sabres to two or three. And if he keeps them to two or three, I think the Sabres get above 30 shots and you hit the over on that Connor Halibut. Uh, shots prop bet. Um, so that's my that's our betting preview for tonight's game. We'll take a timeout, move on past the Sabres and Jets matchup. And when we come back, a guy that's in trade rumors I like I like the idea of for the Sabres. It will come down to price as a lot of these conversations generally do. We'll talk Ivan Provorov of the Philadelphia Flyers when we return here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We're brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want to all get all the fat and the calories and you got to try a built bar just got through the holidays i know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year if you're like me and you want to eat healthier you don't want to compromise taste and man i got the thing just for you you got to try built with built healthy is actually tasty seriously they are so delicious you won't think they're good for you perfect for the near for your new year's resolution and what makes built bars so good well for starters they are 100 covered in real chocolate that's right real chocolate they come in unbelievable flavors churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond that one's not necessarily my speed but what i love is the cookie dough uh the cookie dough bar because it has real pieces of cookie dough underneath the chocolate and i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros only 130 calories and four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein and you don't need to wait around to get a box for new year's we've been We've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com, or excuse me, for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Just head to your nearest Walmart today or nearest Sam's Club, walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four box of double chocolate, coconut puffs, a lot of good stuff. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13 bar box with our favorite hits churro, brownie batter. You can thank me later. Built Bar. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Okay, got a trade rumor. Ivan Provorov's name is starting to make the rounds a little bit. Defenseman for the 
uh, Philadelphia Flyers. His name has popped up a little bit. It's been written about uh, by a couple of different publications. Sportsnet has talked about it. Um, I think Elliot Friedman was the one that really started talking about it uh, for uh, 32 Thoughts podcast up in Canada. And he said everything's on the table in the next six months, and it might be about timing when it comes to Provorov and whether or not he gets traded. Now, a lot is working for this as a trade idea if the Sabres were the team that wanted to be interested. He's young, 25 years old, right in the middle of his prime, maybe even, you know, maybe a little towards the end of his prime in the current NHL, but he's in his prime. He is under contract two more years after this season. So the rest of this year and then two more years, which would take him to his age 28 season. Uh, Right before that is when he would hit free agency. The cap hit is expensive, but it's modest. It's not that bad. $6.75 million, just a a tad on the expensive side for Provorov, but not a bad contract by any means. If you were to list the worst contracts in hockey, Provorov's name doesn't come near that. 23 plus minutes a night every year since his rookie year. So he logs a lot of minutes. He could put up offensive numbers. It's not his forte, but he's got four seasons of 30 plus points. He's got two double digit goal seasons, including a year where he scored 17 goals. So he gives you a little bit of that offensive flair and he's physical. He is good in his own end. A lot of his advanced numbers are above average, really everything except shorthanded, shorthanded, really bad, but otherwise five on five, very strong. He's a left shot defenseman. Everyone in the NHL today must be a left shot defenseman. Sabres top three defensemen are all left shot. And I think maybe Provorov could come in, be what we talked about with Jacob Chikorin whenever we talked about him as an idea. Provorov stands on the third pair. You play him 19 to 20 minutes a night. So a couple less, fewer minutes than he plays right now. And you stabilize that third pair while taking a few of the minutes off of the plate of Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin. I don't want to do that too much. You know, if Darlene, instead of playing 28 minutes, sometimes maybe he's playing 25. And instead of power playing 25, maybe he's playing 22. And you give Provorov 19 and a half to 20 minutes a night. Or late in games, especially, if you want to just play a guy in their offside, players in the league are more and more capable of doing that. Darlene, in fact, excels at that. Um, power maybe could do it a little bit. I think power skill set uh, presents that opportunity for him to play on the right on his offside. Um, you could mix around with that, put put uh, Provorov up in the top four, and it gives you solid depth so that, hey, listen, if when they lost Matias Samuelson earlier in the season, they were a shell of themselves. I mean, they couldn't win. They could not win. They, were, they had the worst point pace in hockey when Samuelson was out of the lineup. This would be depth in addition to someone that helps you when you're fully healthy. But it also gives you some saving grace in that, okay, if someone does go down, if God forbid Darlene goes down for a few weeks or Samuelson does again or Power does, then we've got another guy we could plug in, play 24, 25 minutes a night, and we could get by and he's going to be really strong for us. The problem will be the price. Do you want to pay big assets for a guy that might be a third-pair defenseman for you and also great depth? I don't know what you give up. First round pick probably has to be on the table. If the Flyers are going to move on from him. A prospect. Maybe Noah Oslin is a guy that you toss around. Yuri Kulik is someone I'd like to hang on to. Same with Matthew Savoy. Oslin feels like the prospect that you dangle out there for another team. Uh, Isaac Rosine maybe as well. Philly, they might not want to do that just because Sabres got Rosine basically in the Risto line and trade. So it would almost be like a trade back. But the Sabres are getting the better defenseman than Risto. Um, so it would look like they're taking advantage of them. But 
I think a deal can be worked out here. It feels like Provorov is not as expensive as Chikrin. Chikrin, they're talking about the Eichel package. And it, Provorov would be expensive, um, but it doesn't sound like it would be that expensive. So I like this idea. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, banging the drum for it every day of the week. It's not to me like a no-brainer, but it's it's a it's feasible. It's feasible. It's an idea that I think can you can be easily talked into. Um, and I wonder if the Sabres are making a call on that because they're giving up a lot of goals and adding talent on the blue line would be one way to, uh, to help, to help fix that problem. So Ivan Provorov, we'll, uh, we'll keep tabs on him and any rumors that come about with him uh, in the coming days and weeks. All right. That is it for us here on locked on Sabres. So enjoy Sabres and jets. We'll talk more about it after the game and, and that'll be on our next show. So, uh, again, get involved with the show at Locked on Sabres and type a comment in on our YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Locked on Sabres on YouTube. Easiest way to find it there. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. And we'll talk to you next time.